What's up, Tanner J. Man Show Nation? This is Tanner Lee, one half of the Tanner J. Man Show, and on behalf of myself and my co-host, Josh the J-Man Munt, we appreciate you listening to our podcast. If you're a new listener to our podcast, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts at. If that happens to be on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating and review as that helps us out a bunch. Watch our podcast live every Monday night from 6.30 to 7.30 Eastern Standard Time on the ISC Sports Network. And make sure to give us a like on Facebook and a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Tan and J Man Show. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy some hot takes, topics, picks, and more on a brand new episode of the Tan and J Man Show. We are back with another episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. I hope you bought some stock in Twitter because Elon Musk has taken over. Yeah, what, $44, $44 billion he bought it for? It's a lot of money, a lot of money. Our friend, uh, our CPA friend Andrew was explaining it to us, and I still don't completely understand what's going on. No, it's, uh, you know, Musk Musk has made it clear he's been interested in about four, like four or five years of buying Twitter. Long so. Time. Yeah. Finally got the chance to, and looked like he jumped on it. That's right. We got a big episode of the Tan and J-Man Show. It's one of our favorite events of the year this weekend, the NFL Draft. Cover that. We'll cover some baseball. Got some more NIL talk. Um, anything else? Golf? No. The tournament over the weekend was the Zurich Classic, which is the uh, it's it's the only event on the PJ Tour. It's, it's, it's a team event where it's two guys mm. play. Um, Xander Schauffele and Patrick Cantlay won. So two of the uh, better players in okay. it teamed in one. So what's the um, next biggest tournament coming up? Well, you have the, we'll have the PGA championship here in mid, uh, mid May. Mm. And, uh, there was some news about that today. Phil Mickelson officially put his name in to defend the championship. So haven't really? seen Phil yet. Yeah. Haven't seen Phil yet play, but, uh, Phil also put his name to get a release from the PGA tour to play in the, the Saudi league event. Really? Uh, supposedly, so, supposedly 15 guys uh, in the world top a hundred, I believe put their name in the Saudi league's not releasing the full participants till May 27th. So in the Saudi league, are yeah. they going to like be playing over in Saudi Arabia? Uh, I don't think this tournament is necessarily Greg Norman's the head of it. Greg Norman, the yeah. golf legends ahead of it. This tournament, I was reading, it's a 54-hole tournament instead of 72 holes, no cuts, and um, there's up to $20 million purse. So yeah. it's a lot of money. You think you think it's going to last? Like it, it has like an XFL sort of feel to it. Right, um, right. Um, I think it's more appealing to some of the European players that don't play over here as much. Sure. Uh, Sergio Garcia. Uh, Lee Westwood, guys like that. Some of the older European guys, I think it, Ian Poulter, I think it appealed to them. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll see. I just thought it was interesting today when they said they have 15 out of the world's top 100 players interested in playing in it. So, be interesting to see what 15 players they are. Are they 75 through 100 or right, any of the right. top 10 guys? It was just interesting on the same day that he uh, puts his name in for the PJ Championship, Phil puts his name in the try to play in that too so mm. so that's coming up in uh that events in june i believe what's like the motivation to leave the pga well i know like in mickelson's case and he when he came out and, and spoke spoke out about some things which he probably shouldn't have done that's why he's kind of mm. taking a back seat and i th- i honestly think the pga tour maybe suspended him but they're not yeah. letting that be public knowledge and he's just kind of taking a uh, brief hiatus from the game but um, the, the PGA does cap a few things. Um, I'm kind of blanking off the top of my head, but, uh, they kind of control what a player can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of players don't like that. Sure. So I don't know. I, I still think they make plenty of money. So well, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you got some birdie bogey for me tonight. I do. Uh, let me bring it up here on the the cell phone it's nba related right. i gotta i gotta think through how i'm gonna word this without giving anything away giannis antetokounmpo the greek freak he had 32 points 17 rebounds and seven assists yesterday 
He now moves third on the all-time list of 30-point, 10-rebound, 5-assist playoff games. Mm. He's third behind Larry Bird and LeBron James. Who are the two players he passed yesterday? He passed. So yesterday, and I'll even give you the number. I'll give you the number. LeBron has 48 of these games. That's a lot. Larry had 19. Giannis now has 12. These other two guys have 11. 30 points, 10 rebounds, rebounds, 5 assists assists in a playoff game since the the merger. Which was when? 76-77. Okay, so that takes out my uh, Wilt Chamberlain guess. Um, that's a good one. That's a good one, Birdie. Get, birdie. get get one. I'll give you a par. Get two, Birdie. If of I can course. get a par this week, yep. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Noble Gnome LLC for fresh, locally grown, nutrient dense produce. And Bryce and Katie Romine of Mentone, Indiana. Like them on Facebook, follow them on Instagram, and check out their website, noblenomellc.com. Get your veggies. And before we dive too deep into this episode, I need to apologize to a few uh, people that were watching on Facebook, giving us questions and comments last week, and neither of us were on our Facebook page, so yeah. uh, we didn't see those. I saw them afterwards, but uh, please continue to do that. I'm going to be monitoring the Facebook page tonight, so if you have a question or comment, um, just post it on there, and, and we'll try our best to get to it. So, uh, plenty of NFL talk, mock draft. Um but let's save that a little bit later for the show. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll let you choose MLB or NIL talk. Uh, let's talk some NIL first. No, let's do I it. I know uh, you have some thoughts on it. Well, um, yeah. I mean, we're a few weeks into this now. Um, the first off season with NIL, I should say. Um, and this weekend, it actually affected my team, the Purdue Boilermakers, as they were in. They were one of the final three teams for Nigel Pack services. He's a transfer guard from Kansas State, and Purdue's his first visit. So, w- w- when a guy visits a school first, you got to think they're first and foremost in his mind when he, when he's when he's thinking. You know, my thoughts are you always want that last visit. You do well. He was adding schools as he went. Uh, first, it was Purdue and Miami, and then it was Ohio State. Um, it sounded like from. And I just follow Purdue sources. I mean, he was so close to committing on the visit, pretty much told Matt Painter and players that he was coming. Um, so, But then he goes and visits Miami. Of course, he knew the NIL presence was going to be strong there, as was Ohio State. And then up towards the last few days, rumors start swirling that Ohio State was going to get him for $250,000. Alone and behold, Miami ends up giving his services for $400,000 each year for the next two years, plus a new car. That's, that's some cash. Yeah. So that's like a contract. Yeah. It's, I, that was the first time I'd ever seen like a two year deal like that. Um, I don't know how that works. I, I don't know if the school can't legally like sign him to that. Can they? No, that, that is through the life wallet is the company mm. that has them signed to it. It's through them. It's weird. That's and so my strange. question is, okay, what if he goes to the NBA after this next season? Yeah, is that in- second year void? What if he leaves the school, say Jim Laranega got fired or something, he wants to leave? I mean, I, I don't know how all that works. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think the schools really know either um, how that works. I, I assume the second year would just be void. That that would make sense. Um, but, yeah, to see a two-year sort of commitment like that, that doesn't happen because, I mean, he scored – 17 points a game at Kansas State. He goes and tears up Miami. Maybe he will be looking to jump yeah. um, to the NBA. Now, the allure of Miami certainly, I'm sure, played a role, as well as the cash did as well. Oh, um, yeah, because, I mean, he's going to be playing in front of 6,000 people a night mm-hmm. down there instead of a packed Mackey Arena or a three-fourths full uh, Value City Arena. Yeah. Um, but – no, I get. I am not blaming him at all. I mm. mean, he got the American. He's he's got, he got the American dream. Eight hundred thousand yeah. dollars in two years. His life's set for a while. Yeah, um, I'm not blaming him at all. I'm blaming. I mean, this stems back to the NCA. This has been going on for years. They could have got ahead of this years ago. Put some parameters on it. Made that got the players. You know, some some um, reimbursements, some bounce back cash from mm. schools using their image for billboards, using their 
jersey number for sales, uh, things like that. And they didn't do it. They fought it every step of the way until the government stepped in. And now we're in this spot where the money's already way higher than I ever thought it would be, especially this early. And yes, as you said, this was supposed to be name, image, and likeness. They were be able to sell jerseys, sell autographs, whatever you wanted to do. I was on board with that. Absolutely. And it's, it's turned into a little bit of a circus in a sense. Um, There's endorsement deals, which sure. I mean, it was bound to happen. Eventually this kind of stuff was happening and it it was happening behind the scenes anyways um, beforehand. Um, But yeah, I, I don't, I mean, three years from now, we'll look back and maybe even think like, man, I can't believe guys were doing that and getting away with it. Um, no, and as, as you said, it's the first off season where we're seeing this and it's absolutely crazy. I mean, we're seeing guys get a million dollars. We see all sorts of stuff. Um, that guy from Kentucky got two. Yeah. Uh, then that, that's, that's happening. Um, and for whatever reason, it doesn't seem like big 10 schools are really doing it yet. I think, uh, and you know, Produce came out because there was such an outrage from their fan base over this. Produce came out; they're working on trying to get a collective going, but they're behind a lot of other schools. Um, you know, the Miamis and other schools have been doing this a while. They're already in front of it. Yep. I mean, Miami's not only doing it in basketball; they're doing it in women's basketball. They're doing mm-hmm. it in football. I mean, they they got some donors down there that are just huge. Then, and that's my fear is. Hopefully this all evens out over the next few years. Cause if not, there's going to be some good programs that get left in the dust. And I mean, it could become like college football where we look before the season starts, here's six to eight teams that have a chance to yep. win and everybody else is out. And um, I don't want it to be, you know, a bidding war who, mm-hmm. who can outbid the other person. I mean, that's not recruiting. That's, that's just it's not that's at free all. agency. It, and and that's almost what the transfer portal has allowed anyway. It's just for right. agency. Um, and then you add this money <clears throat> to it, and it just takes it to a whole new level. Um, say a guy like Kofi Coburn, he jumps to the NBA. Right. Um, he can't come back now because he put his name in. This is his third time doing it. Um, they were thinking that they could get him in that 500000 to a $1 million range. Sure. That was kind of where they thought. And – a two-way contract in the NBA is worth, I think, five hundred or so thousand now. Mm-hmm. Um, and he wanted to bet on himself. He's always wanted to play professional basketball. Good. I'm I'm glad he did it. That that shows character to do that instead of just coming back for a money sort of right. thing, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, arguably the best co- player in college basketball, one of the best players in college basketball. He's not getting that two million dollars like a Kentucky guy got, right. or um. And yeah, it could hurt schools like in Illinois or Purdue, Indiana. Um, I mean, their fan base or alumni base is huge, but it's all about who wants to shell out the cash. I think a school like Indiana could benefit from this. They got crazy enough fans and they got a huge donor if he wants to get involved, but it would be a little conflict of interest in Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban. Mm -hmm. But he could always maybe put some money towards a charity and not know exactly where it's going or something. Yep. Um, I mean, that's what, I mean, right now it's who's got the donors that are willing to put the cash on the table. Mm-hmm. School like Miami, Florida does. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting, but it, I just hope it doesn't ruin college basketball that, I mean, it, you know, and maybe I'm just reacting to an, an outlier from over the weekend, but I just look at my crystal ball. I'm like, I don't like where this is heading. Yeah, which we said that about the transfer portal too. True. And and now we're sort of we're used to it in a sense. Right. Um still not a huge fan of it because you could have a great recruiting class come in, you're like, all right, we're in two years, we're gonna be really good, and then they're all gone by the time that two year mark hits. Right. Um so it is what it is. Again, we're gonna have to get used to it and, and we'll find a new normal with it, and I'm sure schools will as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I don't like the way it's already heading. Well, and coaches are gonna have to figure out the numbers, the scholarships with COVID rules already been yep. tough enough to figure out. Now with with um, the NIL and the transfer portal as it is, it's gonna be hard with not with scholarship numbers. And how they're gonna keep these locker rooms intact is gonna be fascinating. I mean, yeah. say my dad brought up a great point over the weekend. Say Purdue did have the money and gave Nigel Pack four hundred fifty thousand dollars or four hundred thousand dollars, whatever. 
why wouldn't Zach Eady come in and be like, okay, hey, now, I've been here two years, busting my right. butt, I'm second team all Big Ten. He's going to pay that. I want 500 Yep. I mean, there's there's probably going to be some rifts, absolutely, in locker rooms of guys who are getting paid more than others and they don't yep. think. It's it, it's going to create a culture issue Yep. Um, for sure. That's an interesting point that I didn't even think about. And I laugh that so many fans are on the coaches – the coaches have nothing to do with this. Nothing I'm sure they want their school to be involved. This is on yep. the athletic department and, and all those people and donors. It really just comes out of the donors getting right. things lined. And, uh, ah, man, I don't know. I just, it's going to, I, I'm a believer that part of the reason Jay Wright retired last week was because of NIL. Yeah. He, he said he didn't have that fire he used to have, uh, which could easily play a role because they were, they went to a final four this year. Yeah, um, could easily have played a role in his uh, leaving, and I think I wouldn't be surprised if we see more coaches do this. Yeah, um, just be like, it's not worth the headache. I didn't get into being oh. a college basketball coach to worry about money deals. I came in here to coach, and exactly. it's like majority of their job now is like, okay, we got to try to find to get money for these guys. I don't know how we're gonna do it, but exactly. Um, so yeah, I think. Uh, Coaches will be worn down by it. I think and, they already are. And schools aren't supposed to use it as a recruiting tactic or a tactic to get players back. Please, come on. Yeah. yeah. Come on. I mean, <laughs> Indiana, Ray Thompson's getting six figures. He's getting $100,000. Trace Jackson Davis reported a deal, deal from somebody out there, 350. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, uh, they're finding ways around it. Yeah. And, um, Notre Dame's athletic director, Jack Swarb Swarbrick, is that his name? Swarbeck, um, yeah. Swarbeck, Swarbeck, yeah. He, he's thinking that this could, I mean, it honestly could facilitate it quicker, but he's thinking the NCAA will no longer be a thing within the next 10 years or so. Yeah. Um, uh, which it, it's already starting to go away. I mean, they're corrupt. Um, teams are just joining together and forming these super conferences, and I think that's the way it's uh, trending. Yeah, and that'll, that'll be bye-bye NCAA tournament. When yeah, which is which is sad. Um, they'll find other ways to have a national championship tournament, in a sense. But yeah, that could be just kissing goodbye. Yeah, I mean it's yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of it's scary really to look mm-hmm. at it as a college sports fan and and I think the NILs will have more of an impact on basketball than it will football. Yeah, because football. And we both love college football, but I think we're in agreement. You can look before the season and pick six to eight, six to eight teams that legitimately have a chance to national championship, yep. and the rest don't. And that's not going to change with NIL. And in basketball, they're, the players are, like, visible. You, you right. don't really see the players. I mean, they're, you, you see the quarterback, you see the good receiver, you see yep. the good defensive end or whatever. Right. Um, basketball players are so much more marketable than football yep. players are, yet we see these quarterbacks get – Five million in the NIL, which is insane. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for could, could you imagine? I, I've said this before: being eighteen years old and having five million dollars at your disposal. I would not make. I wouldn't have made no. some wise choices. That's for sure. No, I wouldn't have stayed in school. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's to another money thing back. too. I'm yeah. glad you brought that up. Why? So, a lot of these players getting paid so much money. What's the motivation for them to? I mean, they better still keep their grades up. Yeah, yeah, they got to keep your uh, grades up. You can hire someone to go to class for you, I guess. You have that kind of money, but yeah, uh, it's going to yeah, be they, interesting. They better stay eligible for sure. It's going to be interesting. I just wish the NCA NCA needs to set a salary cap of some sort or something on it before yeah, it gets out of hand. But yeah. I mean, I mean, look, let's look at a smaller basketball only conference like the Big East. They could get just smashed. Yeah, in something yeah. like this. Yeah, how's a um, even like a UConn able to? facilitate and get huge donors to give them money. I mean, their football program's trash, mm-hmm. uh, which that might help them a little bit. And uh, can UConn's won a bunch of championships here within the past 20 years or so, but a school like Butler. Yeah. Yeah. How, how are they going to compete? Cincinnati. Right. Cincinnati right. In the big East. No. Uh, uh, AAC. Yeah. Yeah. East, yeah. So yeah. used to be big East. Back yeah. Then. It's uh it's an interesting time in college sports. It is. It is. It's uh very interesting. And I was chuckling myself before I got on, on the air. Um uh, Purdue had a visitor over the weekend, Tyrese Hunter, 
uh, freshman guard from Iowa State that's transferring. Mm. He cut his final list down to final six. I looked at the schools like Purdue's not getting them, especially yeah. with the NILs. Texas, Kansas, Gonzaga, Louisville, uh, Purdue, and, and North, Car- North Carolina on there because I've heard them a bunch I for don't him. But I think it was them. Oh, I got be. it here on my phone. Um, Tennessee. Oh. Who just got a good guard from Indiana State? So yes, it's all that. It's like, yeah, unless Purdue could give them something, I, there's no way. There's no way yeah. with those other schools. And I, I said this last week, I think, but Brad Underwood has said if the first thing a potential recruit mentions is the NIL, I will hang up on them. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope some coaches stay true to their colors because. Mm-hmm. You know, I could see, you know, and Jay Wright was one of the good ones. He was one yeah. of the ones that did it the right way, no pun intended. And I I can't blame the guy for getting out if that was one of the main reasons why he wanted out. Yeah. But, and then in football, I, I know I said I don't think it will affect football as much as basketball, but you do have schools like Oklahoma where Barry Switzer came out and he's going to make sure each player on the roster gets paid at least $40,000. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? What are we doing? Each player on the roster gets paid at least forty thousand. Like these kids it, are already getting the ones on scholarship, free school at great universities, and then they're going to get a huge lump sum of money on top. Yeah. of Yeah. Um, and again, we're all on board with them being able to make money yes. off their name and yes. likeness. But, yes, uh, but this is guys just signing a two-year two-year contract to go play a college basketball somewhere. He gets um, a new car. <laughs> yeah. That uh, that doesn't bode well. Yeah, I bet you it's no Honda Civic or anything. I mean, no, no, no. It's, it's, it's people. Gonna be a Honda nice, Civic's a good uh, vehicles, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be some nice, flashy, nice car. Yeah, which so. is probably an eighty thousand dollar car or something like that. So you add that on top of the eight hundred thousand he's getting over the next two years. I, I just hope over the next few years the NIL doesn't get to where like you and I have to lower our expectations on our team so much that it yeah. just takes some of the fun away from it. Yeah, um, my love of college football has dwindled significantly the past couple years just because you know who the same six or eight teams are going to be there. What are the other schools doing? Like, Just trying to win as many games as possible, I guess. It's completely taken away uh, the fun of bowl season anymore for me. Um, So it's what it is. I wonder if we'll see bowls start getting into the NIL. Say say, – I don't know. Illinois is playing in the <laughs> Illinois uh, Bowl. I, I'm trying to think of a sponsor of a bowl. They change so often. Uh, uh, they're playing in the Little Caesars Bowl. I don't even know if that's a bowl anymore. And Illinois has a stud that looks like it's going to be a first or second round pick. Doesn't want to play in the bowl game. But Little Caesars comes out and says, we'll huh? pay you 100 grand to play in the game or whatever. Or whatever. It might be. Yeah. yeah. I don't it's know. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I didn't think about that. I'm sure that will happen eventually. Yeah. And, and I and I think we'll get to the point where players of uh, like Nick Bosa's status a few years ago. Remember he and he got hurt, and, and Ohio yeah. State already had a loss, but he just didn't come back. Say a school's two and six or something. Players, eh? I'm not playing the next four games. I'm sitting out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I think that time's coming yeah. soon. Absolutely. I mean, Jamar Chase took the entire college football season off in 2020 um true and then, he goes, then he goes out and puts up insane numbers in the nfl so it worked out for him but um i want yeah i i wonder if because of the nil guys will be like okay I, i'm gonna play college football my junior year now instead of just training for the nfl draft because i could make a million dollars this year and then yeah. hopefully not get hurt but but we will see it's it's gonna be a a topic i think we'll be talking about on this podcast for yes for uh, for a while Definitely. No, but but I'm 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 done talking about it now. I'm I'm exhausted. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Uh, we want to talk some baseball here. Yeah. Uh, looking around the league, the best division in baseball is the National League West. We got the Dodgers at eleven and four, the Giants at eleven and five, the Rockies at ten and five, and the Padres at ten and seven. Uh, that is 
by far the best of it. Eh, the AL is pretty good as well. I think one of those teams don't belong, and I think we'll be sitting here uh, in September and be like, how are the Rockies five games over 500 at one point? <laughs> their fans are loving it right now. Uh, they're sure. one of four teams in the league, I believe, maybe five, that haven't lost a series mm. yet. Uh, they already have as many road wins to date as they did last year on May uh, 20th. <laughs> I remember <laughs> they were – no, it, it was the Diamondbacks that lost like 26 road yeah. games in a yeah. row. I remember that, but Rockies didn't do yeah. very well either. I mean, it's been um, interesting. Some of the guys stepping up for them, um, CJ Crone, um, and then some other names, and then you got Chris Bryant. You know, he's hitting it well, but he still doesn't have a home run. If you would have told me run. he'd be played this many games out to Coors and had wouldn't have a home run, what do you, what do you want? But uh, here we are. Yeah, Connor Joe has had a good yep. start to the year for him. Um, Randall Grichik as well has been pretty good, and they're. Uh, they're pitching mediocrely, which that's all you can really ask for there in Colorado. Yeah. That one year, yep. was it 2018? They like pitched really well, and that was the reason why they ended up making the postseason. You're right. Yeah. Was their pitching staff. Well, they gave uh, Kyle Freeland a pretty big deal last week, uh, wrapped him up. But besides that, they? yeah, they gave him a, I think it was like $65 million deal, maybe. Whoa. That's off the Is top of my it? head. No, but they, if anybody decent, they they do whatever they can to keep them out there on the mound. Yeah, Kyle, Kyle Freeland had a really good year in 2018, but since then his ERA is over five. Yeah, and they, I mean they yeah. they locked him up for a while. So I mean, I guess when you know in Rockies history, they can't keep pitchers there very long. So what school did he go to, T Dog? Freeland. Yeah, he's originally a Denver native. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where he went to college though. Evansville. Oh my god, I should have known that, but I didn't. That's weird for a guy from Denver to go to Evansville to uh play baseball. He just likes wearing purple. I guess. I guess. Um, as far as the Cubs go, they had their worst week of the year, went two and five. Um, they are what a weird weekend for them. Super they Outscored the Pirates by 16 runs yeah. over the weekend, and they lost three or four. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> insane. It's like one of those uh, you have to believe it or have to see it yeah, to believe it. They scored 21 runs on Saturday. It was the third largest shutout in the modern era. 21 nothing since 1900. Um, they have uh, stretches where the offense looks great, and then stretches where they can't uh, can't buy a run. For the most part, though, their lineup's been hitting outside of uh, Nick Madrigal. I mean, you see all these guys, their OPS plus are all well above league average, except Frank Schwindel. This is a little below. Uh, but we're getting good contributions from Ian Happy. He's hitting 333, 897 OPS. Seiya Suzuki's still been one of the better players uh, in the National League so far. Um, OPS over 1,100, almost 1,200. He's kind of slowed down a little bit. Uh, he's super patient, which is kind of annoying. Because uh, he's seeing first pitch strikes like right away. Because he, he he's just not swinging at them, and then he gets behind one two o oh, two, um, and he looks at a pitch like right down the middle because he's just not expecting a fastball there. Which that's part of the adjustment as well. I'm not sure how many um, pitchers in Japan. Obviously, not many had the kind of stuff he has seen on a regular basis here in uh, Major League Baseball. But also the way they approach. Um, hitters as well so there's going to be an adjustment period but he's still producing hitting 354 with a 492 on base percentage a 688 slugging percentage um so the offense has been okay i mean they're leading the national league in batting average and on base percentage and they're second in slugging percentage uh so i guess it's been better than okay but again it was kind of skewed by their 21 run outburst on uh, saturday uh starting pitching has been pretty bad uh, Justin Steele had a terrible outing yesterday. Marcus Stroman's had a couple bad ones. Uh, Mark Leiter Jr., who is kind of filling in for Alec Mills and Wade Miley right now, he's been pretty terrible. Um, Drew Smiley's been good for him. Bullpen's been fantastic. The uh, corpse of David Robertson, as I like to call him, has been uh, awesome. Only giving up one hit in seven and the third innings this year. Uh, Michael Gavins as well has only given up one run in seven innings. Uh, Rowan Wick's been good. Um, so it's already getting to the point of the season. I know they're only seven and nine, but you look at their schedule and I'm not sure 
they win another game till May 13th, believe it or game? not. Game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, come on now. They'll win a game. Maybe not they'll, a series, but they'll win a game. Yeah, they might win a game. They they'll have, win a game. <clears throat> they have at Atlanta, at Milwaukee, um, the White Sox, who are struggling for two at home. And yeah, then, what, have they lost seven straight? Seven in a row, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they have three against the Dodgers. So uh, tough stretch. It's a tough, tough stretch already for a team that's not very good to begin with. Um, and I think here in the next uh, few weeks, we'll already be talking about all right, who, what can we get at the trade deadline <laughs> for some of these veterans like David Robertson and Michael Givens and Rafael Ortega and maybe even a Wilson Contreras could be dealt. Um, but yeah, Cubs aren't very good. I've had more fun watching this year than I have the past probably three or four years just because I don't have any expectations, uh, which has made it so much easier to stomach when they're uh, getting beat three or four by a terrible Pirates team. Um, But there's not a worse team in Major League Baseball than the Cincinnati Reds who find themselves. They're just trash. Seven games out already after 16 games. Yeah, they're done. Um, Yeah, they're they're the worst team in the league. Uh, They're 3-13. and They had lost, was it? 11 in a row, 12 in a row after their, you know, um, I, I think it was 11 in a row after a pretty good opening series against the defending champs, the Braves, where I think they took two or three, uh, right? No. Uh, two or four. So they two split. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Reds are bad. Um, as I said, the uh, NL West has been really good so far. The Seattle Mariners are winning the AL West, which that is my favorite team out there. I think good for my bold predictions, they are a, a fun group to watch. Uh, their offense is good, uh, leading uh, the American League in on base percentage, fourth in slugging. They're hitting homers. They're not striking out much. Um, J.P. Crawford has been fantastic at short for them. Um, and they're pitching really well. They have the second-best ERA in the American League, a 2.96 ERA as a team. Uh, starting pitching has been great. Robbie Ray, the defending AL Cy Young, has been really good bolstering their pitching staff there this year. Um, so if all – Continues to go well for the Mariners. I think we'll see him in the playoffs for the first time in 21 years. It'll be a um, bull prediction, right, for me, and it'll be a good sign about my Sonics coming back. I don't know why, right. but it will be. It will that's be. Right. I don't know why. It, it, it feels like there is a direct correlation between the Mariners doing well and the Sonics coming back. It, for whatever. it does. Yep. Yep. Um, is, is that the longest playoff drought in professional sports? Yeah. Oh, one. 2001. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because the Browns made it. Two years, Two years ago, ago now, um, yep. Bills have made it obviously a couple times, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm rooting for the uh, for the Mariners out there. The Angels are actually playing pretty well, nine and seven. Um, Texas Rangers are bad, as we said. The White Sox have a ton of injury issues. They've lost seven in a row. Um, Eloy Jimenez tears his hamstring; he's going to be out a few months. Lance Lynn's been out a while. Yeah, um, I know they, he's on our fancy team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, they've they've really struggled, but the AL Central is terrible. Uh, the leader in that division right now is sitting at eight and eight, and that's the Minnesota Twins. So once the White Sox get back and healthy, I think they'll probably run away with the division because um, it's just not a very good division to begin with. Uh, then the American League East, the Yankees and Blue Jays are tied at ten and six. Bad bad week for the Yankees this week. Um, they intentionally walked Miguel Cabrera at home in his final at bat, um, of their series. And he was not able to get his 3000th hit against them, uh, which that, uh, does not surprise me with Aaron Boone. He just takes the joy out of everything. It seems like Yeah, the Aaron Boone era has been really weird. It, it, it's been strange. And, uh, yeah, I think it's world series or bust this year. Um, for uh, Aaron Boone. and then the fans, or idiots and throw trash at the guardians on Saturday. That wasn't a good look. Yeah. They're uh yeah. I think uh, the Yankee shtick, it ran old a long time ago, but it's definitely uh, getting even worse. And now there's this whole issue with um, this letter, mm-hmm. um, a sealed letter from 2017. That's on signs stealing. Um, the Yankees say it will cause significant and irreparable reputational harm. Uh, MLB says it could cause potential embarrassment. I don't know why they're protecting the Yankees. Uh, the, the Yankees are going to be embarrassed regardless. And yeah. 
Um, let, they haven't let won crap out. since 09. Yeah, haven't I done mean, anything, so. I mean, it didn't help them. Whatever they did really didn't help them that yeah. much. I mean, yeah, they got to the ALCS that year, but yeah. yeah. Um, it's funny because yeah. Carlos Beltran went from the Yankees to the Astros, and he's kind of the one that brought the sign stealing mm-hmm. um, to the Astros. And he told them, man, you guys are behind the times. <laughs> yeah. So the Yankees must have been doing it pretty good um, as well, which I think every team had some sort of. Uh, part in it yeah but uh, yeah at least the mets are already four games up they are 12 and 5 scherzer's been a cy young performer already and jacob degrom still hasn't even pitched so uh it's uh, pretty good i hate to say it they're pretty good very early in the baseball season to really even be checking the standings but uh not a a whole lot of surprises there for the most part nope nope i think that's all i really have baseball wise all right, you want to get educated a little bit Let's today on April 25th? On this day in 1876, the Chicago Cubs' first National League game, they played in their first National League game. They beat Louisville 4-0. to oh, That was Louisville. the first NL shutout. Got on this it. day in 1901, Irv Beck hit the American League's first home run. What was the name? Irv Beck. Irv. E R V E. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Yeah, probably. Uh, let's see here. On this day in 1950, Chuck Cooper became the first African American to be drafted into the NBA. Mm-hmm. Boston Celtics drafted him. On this day in 1952, who won the sixth NBA championship? 52? Yeah. I'm going to go with the Minneapolis Lakers. You're right. Really? <laughs> Minneapolis Lakers beat the New York uh, Knicks four games to three. Nice. Ah, what a poll. That's what a, a birdie. <laughs> On this day in 1965, who won the 19th NBA championship? 65. I'm going to go with the Celtics. Man, you're on fire. Yeah, that was, that was an easier one. Celtics beat the Lakers four games to one. On this day in 1974, the NFL moved the goalposts and adopted the sudden death playoff. On this day, 1978, the Philly Fanatic made its first appearance. One of the more popular and most uh, recognizable mascots in sports. I, I am completely anti-mascot. I know you are, and I like mascots. So mascots do not enhance the game for me at all. If anything, they're not they supposed take, to for they you. Take away, even they're when I was a kid, the kids. I'd be six years old, and I'd be like, "I'm too old for that." They're I, for I, the kids. That doesn't make me laugh. I want to watch well, baseball. Well, you're a mature individual, Jay Man. Right. Uh, who was the number one NFL draft pick on this day in 1993? 93? Yes. Uh, was that, uh, Todd Maranovich? No, I think he was uh, a year prior, maybe, or maybe yeah. a year after, but that was Drew Bledsoe to the New England ah, Patriots. What, where'd he go to school? Washington state. You got it. On this day, 1997, a guy named Ken Griffey Jr. Hit his 250th Ooh. career home run for the Seattle Mariners. The steroid guy hamstrings on this day in 2009 who was the number one overall nfl draft pick 2009 was that uh sam bradford no he was a year later fiddlesticks um 2009 2009 matt stafford matt stafford to the detroit lions on this day in 2013, who was the number one overall pick in the NFL draft? Uh, I'm pretty sure that was Eric Fisher. That was Eric Fisher, offensive tackle from Central Michigan, taken number one by the Kansas City Chiefs. Kansas City Chiefs. And on this day, just a couple of years ago in 2019, who was the number one overall draft pick in the NFL draft? 19. Was that Kyler Murray? That was Kyler Murray, number one to the Arizona Cardinals oh. of Oklahoma. Oklahoma's put out some. Uh... Put out some guys. Yeah. Number one overall picks. Yes, they have. And that's going to do it for the On This Day segment, which is brought to you by Mooney Woodcrafts. Mooney Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated custom woodcraft shop based out of North Carolina with Indiana Grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs to fit your needs. From signs to growth charts, their custom pieces make a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. To see some of their recently completed projects, visit at Mooney Woodcrafts on Instagram or give their Facebook page a like. And for orders, contact them at MooneyWoodcrafts at gmail.com. Just before we went live on the air, 
uh, Moody Woodcrafts on Instagram put up their latest project. It was a, a Butler Bulldog sign. Ooh. Very, very cool and well done by Thad. So go check out his work. Put in a custom order. Yes, sir. NFL draft time, which brings me to my word association. Actually, I'm going to do it here first uh, before you get into the mock draft and all that. I took in a draft bust from about every year. Uh, not not the previous couple years just because it's too early to sell. Uh, but starting with, I don't even know what year this was, Jordan Love. Jordan Love would have been... 2019? 19 or 18. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't have high hopes for him as a Packer going mm-hmm. forward. I don't, I don't know why they just don't get rid of him. That was um, an asinine draft pick. Point yeah, it, it made the whole... Uh, yeah division with them and Rogers start, you know, a crack in the foundation and yeah. uh, they didn't talk it over with them. And he didn't look good. Jordan love didn't look good in a few games. He appeared in last year, but now you sign Rogers to a four year deal. Why keep the kid Let yeah. him go somewhere else? It was an absolutely worthless draft pick. Rogers wanted a wide receiver so bad. And they took a quarterback made no sense. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Jones, Danny dimes, huge year for him this year. It's make or yeah. break. Um, yeah. You know, he shows glimpses. I mean, he's very athletic. He's good good at scrambling around, but turns the ball over a lot, fumbles a lot. So it's make or break year for him. And I, unfortunately, I don't think the Giants are going to be very good. So I think he'll be on a new team next year. I agree. Sam Darnold. Yeah. Uh, well, right now, Carolina's saying he's their starting quarterback. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just – I know one of those Jack quarterbacks that just had not panned out. Yeah. I mean, I thought he was good at USC, but – so many more quarterbacks than uh, than not don't pan out. John Ross, John Speed. I mean, that was it. He just unbelievable speed, but uh, has not been good at all. <laughs> no, he's been terrible. I don't even think he has a thousand yards receiving in his career. I don't think he does uh, either. You're gonna like this one, Paxton Lynch. <laughs> Uh, J-Man was witness. I was very excited in 2016 when the Broncos took good him launch. out of Memphis. Yeah. Uh, awful one and three career record as a starter two years in the league with the Broncos at least then float around with the Seahawks and the and the Steelers as third string now he's in the USFL and he's not doing well there either um, his football IQ is very very low very low evident by his Wonderlick score of 18 18 okay. Kevin White Kevin White uh, made a glass Guy just yeah. couldn't stay healthy for the Bears. <laughs> the Bear fans were so excited when they drafted him. So excited for him every year. All oh, this year, Ken White's going to stay healthy and break out. And uh, he just kept breaking. Yeah. yeah, I felt bad for him. What was he, the fourth overall pick, I think? And well, He was like seventh. Was he? Might have been. Either way, he was top ten pick. Yeah. Johnny Manziel. Johnny Football. He's throwing touchdowns to Trell Owens now. <laughs> yeah. that, I don't even know what that football league's called, but it's like a uh, fan controlled league, isn't it? I, yeah, which I don't fan controlled league. You're right. I don't know what that means. Like, I do don't the either. Fans call the plays like Madden or what? No idea. I I need to look into it. Maybe we yeah. should look into it and have yeah. an answer next week. Yeah. But uh, oh, Johnny Football, one of the most popular college football players of all time, definitely was getting paid NIL style oh, before yeah. there was NIL. Definitely. And uh, yeah, he he did not last long. Yep. EJ Manuel. <laughs> I didn't think he was that good at Florida State, to be honest. No, he wasn't. That was an awful quarterback class. Like those years, those draft years, like three years in a row, just kind of mix in together in my memory. Him and Ponder and uh, uh, Jake Locker, some of those guys, yeah. just not yeah. good. Yeah, there were a couple I could have chosen, uh, but yeah. for whatever reason, I chose EJ Manuel. Um, maybe the greatest running back bust of all time, Trent Richardson. Yeah. Oh, the Colts thought they got a steal in that trade, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Backfired. Yeah, yeah he uh, just did not pan out. Alabama running backs usually do, and he was just, yeah. I don't know, yeah. just had a decent rookie year, and then after that, it was nothing. Yeah, Bama running backs have had a lot of success here. Bama everything has had a lot of success it's in true. the NFL. But, uh, especially yeah, quarterbacks, back. Namath, but. And he was terrible, too. I know. Besides him, not, not really. Uh, yeah, maybe we can see Mac Jones or maybe Tua. I was going to say, know. you're hoping Tua. That's about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Christian Ponder. Yeah, another one at Florida. I mean, he bounced around kind of as a journeyman backup, but, geez, the Vikings, that was, that was bad. That yeah, was his, a real bad pick. His uh, wife's more famous than he is yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, Tim Tebow. Oh, Timmy. Timmy. Uh, 
I mean, what a what a uh, frustrating, but yeah, fun year as a Bronco fan. Two thousand eleven was you go eight and eight, and then <laughs> yeah. you win a playoff game over the Steelers. It's just like you knew you knew the Broncos were gonna be terrible for three quarters, and then there was like two months where they were just gonna pull so out magic weird. in the fourth quarter. Yeah. It was just like it was almost like. God was wanting the Broncos to win. It was just so <laughs> weird. I, I didn't know so how else to explain it. Yeah. Then they got shellacked in Foxborough, and uh, his last NFL touchdown was to Demarius Thomas, rest in peace, um, in overtime against the mm-hmm. uh, Steelers. Darius Hayward Bay. Al Davis loved himself some speed, didn't he? He did. Took, took Hayward yeah. Bay over Crabtree. And, you know, I got a philosophy, you know, going back to the Raiders had the number two overall pick, and I think it was the 03 draft. Robert they Gallery. took Robert Gallery, who was the – it was like the first draft pick I could remember the term be, can't miss mm-hmm. being around. Yeah. And he just didn't pan out. And ever since then, I think the Raiders said, eh, we're throwing that can't miss philosophy out the window. We're just going to go for speed and random things. And yeah. I think out he was them. like a projected like second round pick or something like Seventh that. Seventh overall. It took him seventh overall. Yep. Uh, Felix Jones. Man, how about that Arkansas backfield? Yeah. Phoenix Jones, Felix Jones, Derek McFadden, and Peyton Hillis. Yeah. Um, never, just never. No, he had the worst three, worst of NFL career out of three, I guess. I would say Peyton Hillis had a better career than he did. Absolutely. I think Peyton Hillis had more rushing yards his one big year than Felix did. I mean, he got a Madden cover out of it. I mean, he got a Madden cover out of it. Um, Brady Quinn. Another guy, everybody said there's, that he was going to be in the NFL for 12 to 15 years. He had all the yeah. intangibles. He had the pretty boy quarterback look. Yeah, he didn't get help drafted by the Browns, but then he couldn't even get starting job in Denver when he was competing with Kyle Orton and Tim Tebow and, yeah. and uh, just a lot of a lot of things. Um, I was just didn't go his way. very upset when the Dolphins took Ted Ginn Jr. over yeah. Brady Quinn. I wanted Brady Quinn so bad. Um, glad they didn't take him. Ted Ginn still somehow playing too. Uh, you know Brady Quinn and then then Notre Dame Jimmy Clausen. Mm-hmm. Um, they just had some quarterbacks that got the national exposure and didn't pan out at all. Yeah, um, Deshaun Kaiser was another one. Um, yep, he just kind of fizzled out. Uh, last one here, Matty Leinart. I didn't. I never thought Leinart was going to be that great of a pro. I don't know why. I'm not a big left-handed quarterback fan. Um, but gosh, he was a stud at USC, and those USC. Teams were so fun to watch. Um, yeah, that was one the Cardinals would like back. The um, one game I really remember Matt Leinart playing was that game when the Bears came back from like 24 nothing down or On Monday night football. Down. Yep. Um, they are who we thought they were, and yep. we let them off the hook. Denny Green. Uh, rest in peace, Dennis Green. Um, I'll never forget Matt Leinart getting just smoked from behind and fumbling and Bears picking it up and running it for yeah, a I think Urlacher, I think Urlacher the lead. scored, I think, yeah. Yeah, I think it gave him the lead. That's like the Matt Liner lasting memory I have of him in the NFL. Yeah, he was not good. Yep. He was not good. So, well, good list. I like that. Brought up a lot of guys I hadn't thought of in a while. Yeah. So, that's going to do it for the Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Proforma 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, they have over 50 years combined experience in promotional products and commercial print. They strive for fast and efficient response to all your print needs. You need to look no further. Let them be a one-source print and promotional company by giving Barbara Van Weinsberg a call today at 574-210-3815. And uh, why don't you let everybody know who this episode is brought to you by J-Man. This episode is brought to you by The Damn Landing, whether you want an epic burger, hand-tossed pizza, handcrafted something. Oh, tenderloin. <laughs> tenderloin. Craft beer or a handcrafted cocktail. The Damn Landing is the place to be. The Damn Landing is a bar and grill located on beautiful Lake Mantle, focused on freshness and quality. You can wash down their delicious food with one of their 16 beers on tap in a constant rotation of today's best microbrews, domestic flavors, taking the fantastic views of Lake Mantle and their beer garden or outdoor bar area. Whether it be boats or wheels, the Damn Landing is the place to be located at 1305 Ewing Road in Rochester. Yes. I did I did that for memory. It started off terribly, but I kind of... Uh, I kind of got it there. Yeah, first. pretty good. Pretty good. So uh, boats, some boats are in the water now. I'm sure Saturday it was packed when it was 80 degrees. I wasn't in town Saturday, so I'm mm. not sure. But I saw a lot of Snapchats and Instagram I'm and sure. Facebook and stuff. But uh, it's mock draft time. Tanner's That's mock fair. draft 2.0, the final one. I only did two this year. I was a slacker. I didn't do three. 
I got to admit that Denver Broncos not having a first round mm-hmm. pick, not having a top 10 pick, not having to worry about finding their starting quarterback kind of got me not so locked in on the draft this year, but I'm going to do my best. It is, it is weird. No dolphins in the first round, no Colts, no yeah. bears. So That's a lot crazy. of the audience yeah. of this podcast, maybe not as interested, but it's still going to be a fun draft. I'm still going to be locked in uh, Thursday night in front of my TV, seeing where these players go. First pick, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking Aiden Hutchinson, edge rusher from Michigan. He was my first overall pick in my last mock draft. No change there. This will be the J-Man's book of prediction of the week. Sorry to cut you off there real That's quick. That's all right. But I agree with you. Aiden Hutchinson will go number one out of Michigan. Um, he was a stud at Michigan. Uh, so, yeah, I completely agree with you. Uh, J-Man's book of prediction of the week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent Travis Watching for life. Home, auto, business, renters, workers, comp, and farm insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watching at infb.com. Number two, the Detroit Lions. I got a change. I had Malik Willis in my last mock. I got them going defense now. Defensive end out of Georgia, Trayvon Walker. You'll see a lot of Georgia names yeah, on this mock yeah. draft. Spoiler Much alert. like um, LSU went in the national championship a few years ago, you saw it the most players ever drafted from one school. I think uh, Georgia will come close to that uh, this year. And you might be like, Tanner, why, why, why is Detroit going to pass up quarterback? They got another first round pick. Yeah. So number three, the Houston Texas, I have them getting my favorite named player in the draft cornerback from Cincinnati sauce Gardner. Sauce for he, he allowed a 0.0 QBR against him last year in single coverage insane yeah that'll get it done uh did you see how he got his name i saw it on twitter earlier today i just figured he had a lot of sauce Um, it was something like so he got it when he was like six years old um and his like peewee coach said something like oh you hit him with the a1 or something like that (laughs) um yeah, he, he he got it when he was six years old. That's yeah, awesome. it, it was it was something like that. It was pretty funny. It stuck all the way. Yeah. Yep. I the Texans needed help in a lot of positions. So I think they yeah. start off in defensive backfield. Number four, the New York Jets. I got them getting a really good defensive end from Oregon. Kayvon uh, Thibodeau, I believe is how you pronounce his yeah. name. <laughs> and, and a lot of these guys, I mean, I've seen Trayvon Walker mock number one. I've seen Thibodeau mock number one. I've seen Hutchinson mock number one. So we really don't know who's going to be number one on Thursday, which is kind of refreshing yeah. compared to drafts from previous years. Number five, I don't think this pick changed from my last mock. That's uh, Evan Neal, offensive lineman from Alabama, going to the New York Giants. Number six, the Carolina Panthers. They might be telling Sam Darnold he's going to be their starter, and maybe he will, <laughs> even if they draft the quarterback. I do have them drafting a quarterback. I have them taking Malik Willis, quarterback from Liberty, going first off the board. Who do you think will be the first quarterback taken? It sounds like it's going to be uh, Willis. Yeah. Um, that's who I would take. I know uh, you have like Matt Corral and um, Kenny Pickett. There's talks that it's for sure the Steelers are going to take a quarterback, hmm. um, which Pickett makes a ton of sense just from the fact that he went to Pittsburgh. Um, neither Pickett nor uh, Coral – is it Corral? Corral. Matt Corral. Corral scored high on the Wonderlick at all, which that's – you're in Desmond River it's either. So, it's so dumb. The Wonderlick is. Um, I don't even know what the point of it is, but uh, I think one of those guys will go to Pittsburgh. New Orleans is another one that sounds like they're uh, interested in taking the QB. And I don't do any trades in my mock drafts. It just gets too confusing. So I know a yeah. lot of this is probably going to be busted by trades. Number seven, New York Giants on the clock again. I have them getting another office lineman. I've even seen this guy mocked going number one or number two overall. Lineman from NC State, Akeem. Ekwanu, I believe is how he pronounced his last name. I'm not as I'm not an expert when it comes off as alignment. So, yeah. number eight, Atlanta Falcons. They could be in the mix for a quarterback. But I have Absolutely. them going defense. Defensive end Jermaine Johnson from Florida State. Number nine, Seattle Seahawks. Another team that could be in the mix for quarterback. Probably should be. But I have them going defense, trying to get a new version of the Legion of Boom going. Getting, in my opinion, I like this guy more than sauce Gardner, even though I just read that crazy stat about sauce That's Derek Steen, Steenley jr. From LSU. See, he had some injury questions, mm-hmm. but it looks like he's proved those wrong. Number 10, New York jets. I got him getting some wide receiver help, uh, in Garrett Wilson, wide receiver from the Ohio state university. I, I got a question for you before you go any farther. Will, um, what's his name? Debo Samuel from uh, San Francisco be traded. Before I don't the, think uh, so. 
NFL draft. I don't think so either. Um, Jets are a team mentioned, though, so it's interesting right. you have them uh, taking a wide receiver there. They were mentioned for Tyreek Hill, too. Mm-hmm. Number 11, the Washington Commanders. I have them taking Kyle Hamilton, safety out of Notre Dame. I had that in my f- previous mock draft as well. Number 12, Minnesota Vikings. Another Georgia guy taking defensive tackle, Jordan Davis. Uh, Houston Texans back on the clock at 13. I have them taking another wide receiver from the Ohio State University, Chris Olave. Speedster there. Number 14, Baltimore Ravens. I have them taking offensive tackle out of Mississippi State, Charles Cross. This is a heavy offensive line draft if you mm-hmm. haven't picked up on that already. Number 15, this might be stretching it. Maybe this is just my boiler heart here, <laughs> but I have the Philadelphia Eagles taking George Karloftis, edge rusher from Purdue. I think he'll go in the first round, but that might be a yeah. little high. I, I haven't seen a mock draft where he's not in the first round. Kuiper had one. He was like early second round. Yeah. but Which, which he... Even then, I mean, yeah. it's not that bad. No. He's going to be there, so I hope he goes in the first round. No. I hate when guys like Geno Smith, remember that one year? Have that to wait, yeah. Well, after learning a little about Geno Smith, I'm kind of glad it happened to him. Right. <laughs> Number 16, the New Orleans Saints. They have Jameis Winston, but I have them getting a quarterback of their future, Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh. If this is the case, I think the Steelers probably move up ahead of them, but I don't have that. Yeah. Number 17, Los Angeles Chargers. They could keep stacking up their defense, but I have them getting some offensive line help for Justin Herbert. Trevor Penning, offensive tackle for Northern Iowa. Number 18, Philadelphia Eagles. I got them getting a target for Jalen Hurts and Drake London, wide receiver from University of Southern California. I wonder if the Eagles could potentially take a QB as well. Wouldn't shock me. Especially with all the first-round picks they have. Wouldn't shock me. Number 19, uh, New York Saints on the clock again. Remember, these teams made a trade, and it got all confusing. I got them taking a defense tackle from Georgia, Devontae Wyatt. Number 20, Pittsburgh Steelers. I got uh, Pittsburgh Steelers fans. I have you taking a quarterback here. Matt Corral, Ole Miss, going 20, which is crazy because I've seen a lot of quarterbacks mocked in the first round, and none of them are really the same mix depending on who you look. Number 21, New England Patriots. I have them taking the first linebacker of the draft and Devin Lloyd, linebacker from Utah. Number 22, Green Bay. Will they finally help Aaron Rodgers out and give him a wide receiver? I say yes, but probably a wide receiver a lot of people haven't heard of. Christian Watson, wide receiver from mm-hmm. North Dakota State. He's 6'4", 6'5", so he's a bigger target. Um, put up really good uh, numbers and, and impressed a lot of people at the Senior Bowls. So. Arizona Cardinals, number 23. I have them getting a cornerback from Washington and Trent McDuffie. I like that name. Number 24, Dallas Cowboys. They're usually pretty boring in the draft, it seems like. I have them getting a boring pick here, but a pick they need. Zion Johnson, guard from Boston College. Mm. Number 25, the Buffalo Bills. I have them getting some defensive back help here. Taking Andrew Booth, Jr., cornerback from Clemson. First Clemson guy we've heard. Number 26, Tennessee Titans get got them get have them getting some uh, help for Ryan Tannehill in the offensive line. They could be in the mix for a quarterback potentially too. Sure. Kenyon Green, guard from Texas A&M. Number 27, Tampa Bay. They lost out on Antonio Brown. They get a speed speedster to help replace his uh loss and that's Jahan Dotson, wide receiver Penn mm-hmm. State. I think I had him going to Kansas City in my last mock. 28, Green Bay Packers. I have them getting what I would think is going to be a steal in the draft. This guy would have been picked a lot higher if he didn't get hurt in his pro day. He tore his Achilles. That's David Ojabo from uh, Michigan. He tore his Achilles in his pro day, so I think he falls. But I think he's still a first-round pick. 29, Kansas City Chiefs. I have them getting some defensive back help also from Michigan. Daxton Hill, he's kind of a cornerback slash safety. He can play either or. The Kansas City's on the clock again. They lost, lost Tyreek Hill. So I think they, I mean, nobody's got to replace Tyreek Hill speed-wise. But this guy, when he's healthy, I think he can be pretty good. Hope they don't get him, but Jamison Williams, wide mm-hmm. receiver Alabama, who tore his ACL in the college football playoff. Two picks left. Number 31, the Cincinnati Bengals, the reigning AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, weird to say. Have them getting Burroughs some more offensive line help. They they upgrade in the free agency by got, got them getting some more. Tyler Smith, offensive tackle from Tulsa. And last but not least, rounding out the first round, the Detroit Lions back on the clock. I kind of hinted at it earlier. I have them getting a cornerback, Sam Howell, cornerback Sam Howell. from Interesting. North, 
Carolina. So I don't have Ritter going in the first round. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a weaker quarterback draft than usual. But yet uh, I have four future. going in the yeah, first, four, first yeah. round. It's crazy. So we'll see. Um, That's how good, desperate teams are for quarterback. We'll see if you're as good as you were in 2020 with uh No way. There's no year. way. Even I don't think I'll be as good as I was last year. But maybe I'll surprise yeah. myself. I'll put the graphic up beforehand on Thursday so everybody can follow along and make fun of me. Hit me with that birdie bogey. Yes. Uh, Giannis became um, – He was the. he's now third all-time in the NBA playoffs with uh, – 30-point, 10-rebound, and 5-assist games. It's behind LeBron James and Larry Bird. Who are the two guys that he passed? Um, 30, 10, and 5. Um, I have a hard time not taking Michael Jordan. Not Michael Jordan. One more shot for a par. Um, Magic. Not Magic. Shoot. Who is it? So you're going to get a bogey. Any more guesses? Gotta get a bogey, but um, Westbrook, Russell Westbrook's one of the Shoot. two. I should have known that one. Um, I don't know the second one. Charles Barkley. Really? I yeah, I, I wouldn't have got Chuck at all. I'm mad at myself for not getting Russ. Shoot, ties us I, up I again. A four it. over. Man, we are ripping we it are, up. We are terrible. Horrendous. Not so hot when it comes to NBA. Nope. Thanks for watching the Tan and J-Man show. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be back at it next Monday with another episode.